1: You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman and Joe Shasky coming at you every week with all the best Giants content that you need. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We're coming at you all the time. Part of the Odyssey Sports Network here on 95.7 The Game. Shasky, the other day, uh, Monday, uh, before uh, the Giants' first game against the Mariners, uh i was able you know i got to go to a rare weeknight game because i didn't have to go to work the next day and uh before the game part of gabe kapler's uh pregame scrum which i always i love going to those because you can post game you know, the the conversations you have are very focused on the game that just happened so it's if you want to ask you know questions about other things and kind of get other storylines and get his thoughts on 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 other happenings without the team i really enjoy those pregame scrums because you really just you get a more just uh uh what's the what's the word I'm looking for a more relaxed more conversation candid there it is that's the word you get more candid conversations with Gabe Kapler and um, one of the things he was asked is he's asked a lot but it's about their hitting approach and I want to play the audio in a minute because what Kapler said the more and more I've been thinking about the last couple days it kind of concerns me a little bit in terms of what the Giants are doing at the plate in terms of how they approach opposing pitchers Shasky I want to get your thoughts on it too so here's what Kapler said On just kind of the Hitting if if on the question was If certain pitchers provide problems For Giants hitters and that's Where Kapler kind of got into the approach so this is what Gabe had to say the question is Does that same approach work with every Type of pitcher and I think the answer is Probably with a guy who has a cutter and A sinker by way of example like let's use Merrill Kelly as an example it's all Pretty familiar he's got balls moving away from you Balls moving into you uh, Changeups that are fading down he can try to Elevate a fastball against you you still have to get him in, in the middle of a plate and look for a pitcher you can drive. And you still have to be pretty selective on the edges. Now you're facing Jacob deGrom with a 101-mile-an-hour fastball at his, at his best and, you know, some nasty off-speed. Probably the same deal. You've got to look, look for a pitcher you can
0: drive and be aggressive on those and I'm more patient on pitches that you can. Left-handed pitcher, right-handed pitcher, reliever, starter, it's all the same. I think we, we tend to overcomplicate things
1: so basically the 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 gist of it there is like when it comes to certain pitchers you really are the giants they're very big on focusing on your pitch find your pitch and drive your pitch and that's the game they want to simplify it uh kapler later described as being kind of pitching agnostic where they really try to have an approach that can like almost like a one-size-fits-all approach shasky now I know you have your thoughts on kind of on, on hitting approach here. So when you hear that and you hear this, this philosophy the Giants are employing at the plate, what, what kind of goes through your mind there?
2: Yeah, Dad. I get a little frustrated. I'm going to be honest with you. Last night's a great example. Who's the soft-tossing lefty that was throwing last night? For the Mariners? Mariners? Uh, Tommy Malone. Tommy Malone. Okay. And they're trying to pull the ball over and over and over again, and you're playing into his hand. You're playing into his hand. Now, if you're sitting on a curveball or a breaking ball and you want to drive it down the line, like, I get it. But, guys, go the other way. Change up your approach. They're a very pull-happy team. They have been throughout the entire Farhan era. I'm sure a lot of teams are pull-happy just in general. But are you watching what's happening in Miami? Are you watching this guy, Arias? Now, I'm not expecting every single guy. Like, Jock Peterson's not going to be the kid playing for the Marlins right now who's batting close to 400, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not going to be who he is but you can take those elements and execute them in a game. And it gets very frustrating when they only get five or six hits in a game and they go up there and they're having the same exact at bat over and over and over again. So to say that we're going to have the same approach nine times out of 10, no matter what kind of pisses them off. I'm it, not going to lie.
1: Well, no, and I agree. And he's talking about in like, I I'd like to kind of use, I want to use Jock as an example. I won't go back to Monday night. Cause they just, they got absolutely, absolutely. shut down by Brian Wu, local kid. Yeah. And, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at you know what, what Wu's throwing him that night. It's fastball after fastball after fastball. You know the fastball's coming, so yes. why is it a struggle? So I look at a guy like Jock Peterson. Uh, he's got his hot spots in the zone. I, love, I go on Baseball Savant for this because it's a great job. They do a great job on that website of breaking it down zone by zone. And Jock Peterson, his, one of his hot zones are in the upper middle part of the strike zone. So when he finds his pitch in that spot zone, he's hitting you know, close to 400 on pitches in that area. But well, right next to it, though, at the upper inside part of the strike zone, he's hitting the very paltry uh, 167. No, sorry, uh, sorry, wrong number. He's hitting a very paltry uh, 000, uh, oh. in, which is even worse. <laughs> um, so he's not getting any. Whenever he, he's not getting any contact on that inside part of the zone. Okay, where was Brian Wu throwing those fastballs to Jock on Monday night? Upper inside part of the zone, and that's why you saw Jock. You get into a lot of these O2 counts because you're pounding the parts of the zone mm-hmm. that these guys don't do well in. And so what do you do now? You When you have pitchers, you saw it opening day with Garrett Cole. You know, when you have these pitchers who are on their location and hitting their yeah. spots and able to take advantage of, of those weak zones for the Giants. You put hitters in, a, in an 0-2 hole really fast, and if you don't adjust your, your approach, suddenly your team is leading the league in strikeouts, which is what the Giants are doing. And the, when I heard that, the more I think about it, it's just, it worries me going forward just when when the Giants offense is humming it's great but then when it starts struggling and you start noticing these kind of I don't know flaws in the approach is the right way to put it but it almost comes down to you'll know, hear Gabe Kapler saying you got to get Merrill Kelly to get in, come into the middle of the zone well Merrill Kelly's not going to just come into the middle of the zone because you invite him there you're basically hoping that something drifts over into your hot spot and you're able to drive it which basically comes down to is
0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Well well Sam, like there's three things here. Variety is the key to life. Know your personnel. And case by case, like pick the cliche that you want to go with, right? That's the way I run my life. I don't talk to you the same way I talk to my wife. I don't talk to my dogs the same way that I talk to my grandfather. You know what I mean? Like that's just how life is. And so I think it's a silly setting to say this is how we're going to react no matter what. This is our approach no matter who we're going up against. What if it's the ninth inning and the bases are loaded and there's no outs and we need one run in to win the game? You're not gonna try to hit a sack fly. You're not gonna deviate from whatever your normal game day approach is. Like that's what I'm yeah. talking about.
1: No, I agree with that. Like there different situations do call for different approaches. And when you have this one size fits all approach, I do think, yeah, most often that more often than not, it'll probably work. We've seen it work this year. We saw it work in 2021. Uh, one thing that you know a story Lamont Wade Jr. was told in the past was you know remember that in, in the ninth inning of game five. He hit that ball that we thought was going to bang off the foul pole and send everybody home happy, and it ends up just going foul. That pitch always kept him up because he said that it was not his pitch. It was not in the part of the zone that he likes to go to. And Lamont Way Jr., he knows the strike zone better than anybody. Yeah. So with these guys, when they commit to it, they know how to make it work. And they can make you know great music when they do commit to their zones. But I do think that you you box guys in a little bit because there are pitchers out there. There aren't that I there's probably a minority of pitchers who are out there who can hit zones uh, enough to where it, it becomes a struggle for Giants hitters. But at the same time, like when you're facing those pitchers, you got to have a better approach other than just hope he kind of brings one over the middle of the plate. And exactly. it, it worries me long term. Uh, just inter- like how viable the strategy is. And I hope there's a little bit of wiggle room that the Giants allow for it, because if not, and these struggles kind of keep, you know, building on themselves, it's going to, f- Gabe Kapler and, and by extension, Farhan Zaidi, it's, there's going to be a lot of angry fingers being pointed at them.
2: You know, it's crazy how, you know, 10 days, two weeks, whatever you want to call it can change your outlook on a variety of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about where the team is at right now, where the organization is at right now. I think a lot of people are still skeptical on Farhan. They like some of the things that have happened. They like a lot of the different um, smaller successes, the Dovalls, the J.D. Davises, seeing Matos, seeing Casey Schmidt. But I do believe that, like, how they finish this season is really going to matter. And I hope if I'm running the Giants – I hope it's not just looking at like a couple of weeks here, a couple of weeks there. I hope they're looking at the full body of work. Cause right now, I do believe they're in a better spot than I anticipated at this point in the year, organizationally. Not, not talking about the win and loss record. I'm about organizationally. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie, Sam. I, I, I thought they'd be farther along
1: five years ago. I did too. And it's, and I, the, the, the wow. doubt on Farhan, the doubt on Kapler, like part of the reason that, and we're going to get to Farhan in a second. And part of the reason that these guys were brought in is because the front office wanted different. That yeah. was the, that was the whole thing. They wanted next gen thinking. That's what Larry Bear said, and I do think the skepticism comes from just the Giants are operating very differently than how we are used to. Now, different doesn't have to be bad, but the results I'm seeing, it's it's good, but it's leaving a
2: lot to be desired. And is that independent I'm of not- Bruce Mochi? Hmm. Is that independent of Bruce Bochy's success? Do you think that, that that seeps into how you're looking at this situation? I'm just curious. I
1: I think it's unfair to judge Gabe Kapler through the lens of Bruce Bochy. I, totally agree. Well, a, I, I a totally agree. That's such a clear. And I will be honest, and maybe we can get totally this another day, but I do sometimes wonder if there is a segment of this Giants fan base that wants to see – Kapler and Farhan fail and get fired so they can say, you know what? Told you we shouldn't have moved on from Bochy and Sabian. And you think uh, I'm one of those
2: people?
1: I think you've had moments. (laughs) Uh, Maybe last year. I feel like you're starting to come around, but I don't know. We'll see when the Rangers come to town next month, where we can get more into that conversation. Would
2: you agree that like, and again, I know there's times where I can feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I'm an equal opportunist. When you do well, I praise when you don't, I I do rip like that's how it works. You know what I mean? Credits and demerits. And I'm at the point now where they built up some credits from this year, but they were so in the hole from the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about when they first inherited. I'm talking about recently. I don't know, Sam. I don't know. Yeah, I
1: don't think there's any way to answer this question right now in terms of just what this hitting approach means to you. I definitely think it's something to monitor, though. I agree. Going forward the rest of the season, and if offensive struggles continue like this, and if this season starts to go off the rails because they're striking out too much and not scoring enough runs, then statements like this are going to have to be put under a much bigger microscope than we're putting on them right now. And that's not going to be fun for the Giants if that moment comes.